Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we have a two-part interview on a major project in southeast Saskatchewan. It's to develop a canola processing facility for renewable diesel fuel. Covenant Fuel has a project that depends on the new clean fuel standards being developed in Ottawa. And we hear how it compares with the proposed similar type plant for Regina. We also have a look at Camelina, an ancient grain used as an oilseed. And we have a feature interview with Clean Farms. Ottawa announced today over $4 million in funding for five companies to reduce plastic waste and recycle plastic farm waste. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain. Helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. A new energy company in southeast Saskatchewan is working on a major canola processing plant to produce renewable diesel. Covenant Energy President Josh Gustafson of McCoon says the proposed plant would produce 6,500 barrels a day, over 300 million litres of renewable diesel and aviation fuel from canola oil. We're targeting the Estevan area, well, southeast Saskatchewan in general. Um, you know, there's lots of permitting and approvals and and boxes that need to be checked before we can definitively uh, on a certain location, but we're... We're in the works looking at a few specific locations that we're trying to nail down. We've made some really good progress on it. But, yeah, we, we're targeting the southeast Sask area, specifically the Estevan area. You know, it's really, it's a really good location just given the, the infrastructure that's already there with the power plants and, the you know, it's a big oil and gas area as well. You know, being right on the rail line is key for us as we're going to be moving a lot of product, both in the feedstock coming in and the, Renewable diesel going out, you know, it's pivotal to be in a good location in terms of logistics. So, yeah, it, it checks a lot of the boxes for us, for sure. What would the plant cost, and how are you financing it? Yeah, I mean, the plant itself, we're, we're currently building out the cost analysis, so we haven't come out with our, our CapEx just yet. Um, we have a good idea of it. We're currently just going to enter into the first phase of our capital raise here. We've been spending most of the time uh, the last year and a half or so uh, working with the provincial uh, coal transition fund, building out our feasibility studies and our market reports. We've put together some top-notch reports on the market, on the demand, on the feedstock supply, 
it's been really awesome working with with the Coal Transition Fund and the City of Estevan and and a couple of these different organizations that have gotten behind us, helping us put together these numbers. We're we're really excited for what the reports are showing us, and and we should be coming out with all the numbers relatively shortly. How do farmers benefit from this project? Yeah, so that's maybe you know that's something that maybe gets not as much of attention from from a lot of the big industrial outlets, but that's something that we're most excited about being from a farming background, the potential that this thing has and what it would mean for for farmers, but specifically canola growers, is pretty monumental. Just to give you a frame of reference, so our facility would be using approximately about 350,000 metric ton of canola oil. And that is if we were to use 100% canola oil, which we're aiming to do, but our facility will also have the ability to utilize soy oil or any other vegetable oil like that, such as Carinata or Camelina oil. So we'll be able to process those as well, along with soy and canola. But if we were just talking about straight canola oil, we would be using 350,000 metric ton of oil. So to give you a frame of reference on that, Canada crushed about 4 million tons of oil in 2019, 50% of that going down to the States, 25% of it getting exported offshore and about 910 to 920,000 metric ton being used domestically here in Canada. So when you uh, compare the numbers, you know, we're talking about possibly a third of the entire amount of oil that was used domestically in Canada coming to our facility. So in terms of facility size, it's not that big. I mean, when you compare to, for instance, the Federated Co-op Crude Refinery, I think they're processing 140,000 barrels a day. And we're talking about 6,500 barrels a day. So it's a fraction of the size in terms of capacity. But it's a huge deal for the amount of oil that would be used and the, and the big impact that it could have on the ag sector, specifically, like I said, the canola sector. Josh Gustafson is the president of Covenant Energy and Farms at McCoon. Coming up, he compares a proposed renewable Regina diesel fuel plant and his plant. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Covenant Energy in southeast Saskatchewan is developing a major canola processing plant to produce renewable diesel. President Josh Gustafson says the facility would create demand for 35 million bushels of canola worth about $500 million. He was asked if his project would be in any conflict with the major canola processing plant that's being proposed for Regina. I wouldn't say it's in conflict. I mean, at the end of the day, the opportunity here is big, and people see that Saskatchewan specifically can be a leader in the production of this renewable diesel. The demand that they're calling for warrants um, a lot of expansion in this area, warrants that um, look at creating this product. So, I mean, at the end of the day, to think that we would be the only ones who see this as a good idea probably is a red flag in the first place. So, there's you know, there's going to be other companies that are looking to produce this product. And and uh, I would say that the demand warrants that, that um, expansion from other companies. So, we don't see it as a conflict, but, you know, there is going to be other competitors in the market. And that's just how business goes. I understand the Regina project is about $2.4 billion. Is yours comparable? At a really rough number, I think like a Class 5 estimate, 
is is looking at somewhere in the thirty five thousand dollars per barrel per day kind of range, and so we're developing ours down to a about a somewhere around a class three or class four estimate right now. So, like I said, yeah, we're gonna. It's comparable in terms of size and scale. We're going to uh, be coming out with those numbers, but yeah, that's that's kind of a rough estimate that you can pick up just industry standard. Two point four billion is a lot of money. When do you hope to open this facility? Oh, sorry, did you mean comparable in terms of total value or yeah, or? cost, terms of cost of construction? Yeah, no, I meant it's comparable in terms of uh, a per barrel per day cost. So ours, you know, the one in Regina, I think the proposed facility there was looking at a 20,000 barrel a day facility for that cost and ours would be ours again would be smaller than that we're targeting like a 6500 barrel a day facility but we would be in that $35,000 per barrel per day sort of range now tell me a little bit about when do you hope to launch this plant when do you hope to have it completed yeah, you know, we're we're uh, working with the provincial and federal government. You know, we're we're working hard at taking the necessary steps to keep this thing moving and moving quick. As you know, the CFS coming out with the federal government is starting to be enrolled, and that's helping create some of the demand for this product. So we're trying to be up and running for the second half of 2023. We feel that, you know, it's aggressive, but it's also doable, given that, you know, we can get the right permits in place, get the right approvals without any major hang-ups and it allows a little bit of time to get our facility put together and I'm sure you're aware Southeast Sask is home to some of the best construction companies and you know infrastructure companies that can put stuff together in a real hurry so we're proud to be from this area and we know that we can utilize that to help get this thing up and running. Josh Gustafson is the president of Covenant Energy and farms at McCoon in southeast Saskatchewan near Estevan. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. We're talking to Alana Surhan from Pride Seeds. She's their market development agronomist. Alana, how are you? Doing well. What's the difference between a grain or dual-purpose variety and a true silage-specific variety? Yeah, absolutely. And we get this question a lot, um, obviously, from our silage producers. You know, what kind of product should they be growing uh, for feed? And so often, you know, at Pride Seeds, we're going to steer you towards a silage-specific product and in some instances, the dual purpose. But it's just important to know, you know, the difference of those hybrids uh, or, or those products in general. So when we think about a grain product or a dual-purpose product, those products are really bred um you know, for a different purpose. They are, first and foremost, they likely are a grain corn product, right? Something that we want to be appealing to a grain corn farmer, which is obviously more grain on the ear. Um, often it's a, a difference in a stock, you know, more of a slender stock, something that's easier for trash management, something that maybe has a bit more of an upright leaf, uh, something that can be planted at a higher population, so that's why the, the upright leaf is necessary. Um, so those are our basic things. The, the number one most important thing, though, with a true grain product or a dual-purpose product is the kernel type. Um, and that kernel type is a thin type of kernel, again, that's meant to dry down and make grain. Now, when we think about silage, 
um, and how that reflects, you know, a dent kernel isn't always the greatest thing. And that's why, um, you know, at Pride Seeds, uh, we have what we call silage-specific products. Uh, and those silage-specific products have what we call like a flint kernel. Um, that kernel holds moisture longer and doesn't dry down. Although that ear is meant to make grain, that grain necessarily isn't meant to, quote-unquote, finish, you know, get down to that optimal, you know, 15% moisture, uh, et cetera. So a silage-specific has a flint kernel. Um, it also has, obviously, a bigger plant. Is, is you can often spot silages, uh, silage-specific hybrid, you know, from the, from the highway. A bigger plant, often, you know, a different stock structure as well as uh, usually a lot bigger of, of leaf. So, Lana, what are the three main advantages for a cattle producer that wants to grow a, a straight silage variety? So, the three biggest advantages are really harvest flexibility. Uh, so, with that flint kernel, we have the ability to hold 65% whole plant moisture for a lot longer. Um, so, that'd be the first thing. The second thing would be, um, you know, just the way that plant would handle stresses. Um, Often these plants have larger factories in them. The stalks are often, um, you know, made a little bit thicker. They're able to pass nutrients and water through a bit more efficiently and effectively. Um, and lastly, really, it just gives you the most dry matter tons per acre uh, of almost any other crop out there. So really, you're getting tonnage, um, which is the number one thing, especially in today's market. So, Alana, how can growing a silage variety help a producer's bottom line? Ultimately, you know, uh, nowadays it's important to be able to put the best quality and quantity of feed in your bunk. And by growing a silage-specific product, uh, ultimately you're going to have to grow fewer acres because you're getting more tons an acre. But also, you know, the quality of that product is going to be a lot more digestible, a lot more useful uh, for your cattle herd. And they can just utilize everything, you know, a lot easier. It's more palatable. There's a lot of things that the cattle prefer about a silage-specific hybrid. Um, and so really that means that product being more likable by your cattle, um, having more energy for them. And then that means you're not going to need as much feed at the end of the day. So, Elena, if I'm going to plant a silage variety on my farm, should I just choose one or should I put multiple varieties in the field? We often get guys who like one hybrid, one hybrid that's done really well and they want to put all their acres to that one hybrid. Um, and that's just not great practice as far as risk management. Um, and the reality is you will not be able to, to harvest and chop, you know, 3,000 acres um, at one point in time, even if you do have multiple choppers. So what we recommend is growing at least two or three hybrids on farm. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, partly cloudy, 30% chance of flurries. The high, plus 8 today. The low, minus 4. Tuesday, mainly cloudy, wind north 30. The high, 0 tomorrow, wind chill minus 10 in the morning, the low, minus 9. 
Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high plus 4. 30% chance of evening flurries, the low minus 6. Thursday, cloudy, 30% chance of flurries, the high plus 1, the low minus 8. Friday, partly cloudy, the high plus 3, the low minus 4. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high plus 1, the low minus 9. Sunday, sunny sky, the high plus 5. Normal high for this date, plus 3, the normal low, minus 9. The sun rose at 6.56 this morning. It sets at 7.14 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, Assiniboia, south of Regina Moose Jaw, at plus 9 south of Moose Jaw. Wind uh, in the north, the cold spot, Stony Rapids at minus 22. Estevan is plus 7. Saskatoon, plus 3. Swift Current, plus 7. Weyburn is plus 2. Yorkton, plus 1. In Regina, with cloudy skies, cloudy sky, it's plus 4. That's 39 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the south-southeast at 22, gusting to 32. Humidity, 46%. The barometer dropping, 101.1. Cloudy and Moose Jaw, plus 7. Winds are from the east-southeast at 21. Once again, Regina, cloudy and 4. That's 39 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers, mcdougalauctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. A Saskatchewan-based grain company is hoping to expand the acreage for an ancient oil seed called Camelina. Smart Earth Camelina President Jack Grusko says he's contracting for 10,000 acres, but would like to see it grow to 500,000 acres because of strong demand for the product. Camelina is an ancient oil seed. It's a very interesting crop. It's actually point of origin is in the is in the eastern Mediterranean and all the way up to Siberia. And it's actually been part of human culture as far back as anybody knows. You know, I don't know if you remember the story of that Tallender man, but they found some guy in a bog in, I think it was Norway, and they thought this man had been murdered. It was so well preserved. It turned out to be a Neanderthal man. He was over 5,000 years old, and he had Camelina in his stomach. And if you go through the history, the Romans, the Greeks, the Viking settlement, it's kind of been around for a very long time. And your company is contracting acres with Saskatchewan farmers? Absolutely, yep. This is our, we've been doing it since 2013, and we've been breeding the crop for about 15 years. You know, it's an ancient oilseed crop, but it's really only recently um, got the benefit of modern breeding techniques. Like, we've taken this little oilseed, and we've increased the seed size by 40%. Um, we have high oil yield now. We have the only downy mildew tolerant. It's a very disease-resistant crop. Um, and it's got a lot of agronomic traits that fit really well in our production areas in Saskatchewan and Western Canada. What's it used for? It's a high omega oilseed crop. It's like flax. It's got a lot of omega-3, but it also stores a lot better. So, in other words, um, it's got a lot of vitamin E in it. Uh, flax is actually called, you know, called linseed oil, and it was used as a drying oil because it basically, um, it basically dries and, and gets, goes off as quickly as it does. Um, 
we we're storage our shelf life is two years of the oil so we have a great business in equine and canine pet supplements uh the meal makes high omega eggs in layers and we're working with some partners in saskatchewan to develop the the uh meal business and um, the aquaculture business is a huge customer of ours. It's interesting. Um, if you use camelina oil as one of your ingredients in Aquafeed, you can actually reduce the amount of fish meal you have to use. So it's making aquaculture more sustainable, and it's also making the fish produce a better omega-3-6 balance. So it's, it's a win all the way around. And we're shipping rail cars of this. Nobody's done this ever in the province. We're processing our oil oil here and we're shipping rail cars to some of our large customers who are your customers where what, what are the markets um, well the biggest ones are aquaculture so we're dealing with some of the largest aquaculture companies out there for feed but I think the thing to keep in mind is we're a Saskatchewan based company all of our revenues stay in the province we're not a multinational shipping our profits hither and yon we hire everybody here we do all our processing we pay our crushers our bottlers our labelers, our truckers our cleaners everything is here in the province and the uh, the revenue stays in the province so uh, it's really a made in Saskatchewan story it's got great benefits in terms of from a grower perspective, it's shorter season than canola. It's quite a bit less expensive from a seed and an input point of view. It's quite drought tolerant. And in your lighter soils, we out yield canola. And we're, we're, we're delivering a higher margin to our growers in those lighter sandy soil areas where they're not getting their 50 or 60 bushel an acre canola crops. How many acres are you contracting? Well, we typically, the, the last couple of years, we've been on that 10,000-acre uh, growth pa pattern. That's roughly what we're shooting for. But because our demand is growing, we're actually looking for more acres this year. So it's been a combination of growing the markets and making sure that we have the supply we need, but at the same time, ensuring our growers that we can take delivery and sell our product. You know, in a new, innovative crop like what we're doing, you have to be careful to take care of your growers and make sure that product is moving through the, the cycle, if you know what I mean. Jack Grushko is the president of Smart Earth Camelina. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And by Canadian AgriBlend. Ask for the livestock products at your feed dealer or for a feed dealer near you. Call 1-800-340-2311. The federal government is pumping more than $4.5 million for five projects to improve the recycling of plastic waste on the farm. More than $1 million will go to Clean Farms, a nonprofit industry organization. Clean Farms Executive Director Barry Friesen says the funds will expand the recycling of plastic waste on Canadian farms. Well, they announced the fact that they're giving Clean Farms $1.3 million in funding towards some projects to help improve agricultural plastic collection and recycling across the country. Will this benefit Saskatchewan farmers? You bet. And uh, part of the, the three 
components to the funding. One is doing some consultation and consensus building with farms across Canada, farmers across Canada and various stakeholders. The second is to do some deep research, such as surveys, uh, developing, uh, determining farmer attitudes and behaviors, and most importantly, doing a pilot projects to, to demonstrate proof of concept and to drum up support for further recycling. And uh, one of the things that we're doing is in Saskatchewan collecting, adding twine to our uh, rafter of programs that we collect uh, uh, across the province. Now, you already collect plastic across Saskatchewan every so many years. Will this have an impact from this new federal funding? Oh, you bet. Uh, we, We have our empty small container program to collect pesticide and fertilizer containers every year bulk container program uh, pesticide and fertilizer containers that farmers can take these things back free of charge and we collect it for recycling we have our obsolete pesticide and animal health program and we have a grain bag recycling program in saskatchewan and now uh, we're adding twine to that and so we're quite excited about it because there was a pilot program to collect twine in the past that stopped and now it's going back up again and there's 30 sites right now across the province where farmers will be able to take their twine back for safe recycling so that's the key part of this announcement that it in definitely will ensure that the twine used in bales will be recycled you bet and the intention here is that this moves us this is a three-year project and moves us to the point where we should be able to add twine as a permanent program in the future and uh, so that we won't have to have these starts and stops and it'll be a great thing and it's not just about twine there's more products out there as well that need to be stewarded and farmers have no choice but to either you know mainly to landfill this material and it's good resource that could be recycled possibly right in Saskatchewan and creating jobs and creating a better and safer environment. What other products would you like to see that are used on the farm be recycled through your company? Well, certainly uh, bale wrap, netting. If you you either use twine or netting, and netting is also plastic, it's a particular problem right now, and farmers have no choice but to dispose of that as well. Bale and silage wrap is uh, one. There's a lot of that used across the province. We've started with twine because we couldn't do everything all at once, but I think we're moving towards uh, the next steps. The federal government is also pumping almost $3.5 million into four companies to develop bioplastic, which are degradable products made from straw, poultry feathers, and wood. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall as Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were showing downward movement in early trading today. Feed barley fell four dollars and twenty cents at two fifty six ninety five. Canola dropped five thirty at seven fifteen forty seven. Number one red spring wheat declined a dollar three at two seventy one forty four. The rest were unchanged. Durham three twelve thirty two. Flax eight ninety one eighty. Lentils six forty four fifty. Oats two twenty nine fifty three. Yellow peas three ninety two eighty nine. Feed wheat two thirty eight eighty four. The Minneapolis spring wheat May futures are down two and a quarter cents at six twenty four and three quarter cents a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. 
The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now the latest quotes. Heartland Livestock Market Report. Tony Peacock reporting from Swift Current Yards. Last Tuesday, cow market a little touch higher. The average 84 and change in every cow in the sale, 86, 88. Buying some pretty good-bodied cows with some grain up to 93 on the superstars. We had 2,400 cattle in the feeder sale here Thursday. Uh, the higher barley prices reflecting on some of the heavier cattle. Very strong in places, a little bit mixed on the trade, though. 940-pound steers, black ones, 171. The red crosses, 169. 816-pound black steers, a full load of 184 and a quarter. The 760-pound red cross steers, 186 and a quarter. Here's a straight semi-load of 752-pound black steers, Pretty good money at that weight, 198.75. Right tight to seven, seven and a quarter. Uh, the Red Cross steers bring two bucks. And the very good set of Hereford steers are from Tooley's at Rock Glen. Touch over seven, and they bring 194.50. Into the uh, 670-pound block steers, the grass cattle having some spark to them, 240. 600-pound black steers, 225 and a quarter. 540-weight black steers, 236.75. And the 560 red crosses, 239 and a quarter. The 480-weight blacks, 253. Into the heifer trade, 875 sorted black heifers, 157. And the red cross heifers, 157.75. Here's a very nice set of 10 heifers coming from Hodgeville, Saskatchewan. Uh, there's 36 of them, weigh 830. They bring 162.75. Those stole some cattle are very, very good. Into the 770 weight sorted black heifers, 164 and a quarter. Uh, the 753 weight Red Cross, 166. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, $202.04 per CKG for both Brandon Moose Jaw Plants. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. Mosaic says this is World Water Day and the company is taking steps to encourage water reduction activities to support a goal of reducing freshwater use by 20% per product ton by the year 2025. Mosaic is hosting its first Water Week and highlighting $400,000 for various projects with water-focused initiatives. This year, Mosaic has committed $1.7 million to water projects. Richardson International has announced a major expansion at its canola processing plant. The Saskatchewan government is welcoming Richardson's decision to double processing capacity at its canola crush plant in Yorkton, which will make it the largest in Canada. Agriculture Minister David Merritt says the expansion will help Saskatchewan meet the goals outlined in the province's growth plan, which includes a target to crush 75% of the canola in Saskatchewan. Canada's main stock index was down in late morning trading, hurt by losses in the energy and industrial sectors, while U.S. stock markets climbed higher. The TSX Composite Index was down 33 points at 18,820. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 39 points at 32,667. The Canadian dollar traded at 79.80 cents U.S. compared with 79.96 cents Friday. The May crude oil contract was up 17 cents at 61.61 per barrel. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. It's brought to you by Gowan Canada. 
Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything egg. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.